Good morning. Words of scripture on which I'd like to talk this morning are from um, Isaiah 42. Can I just read the first verse again? Here is my servant. I've made him strong. He is my chosen one. I am pleased with him. I have given him my spirit, and he will bring justice to the nations. We've heard this morning in various forms about uh, the baptism of Jesus. John, there teaching by the River Jordan, announcing that the Messiah is coming, calling on people to repent using fairly strong words to do so. Uh, Inviting people, as we just saw again, to come down into the River Jordan to be baptised. The baptism is different from the baptism that we have nowadays. It was like a ritual cleansing. People felt guilty. People felt that they had to make amends for their lives and the wrongdoing in their lives. So they went and were washed clean. It was a baptism that could happen over and over again. John is there preaching, calling to repentance, leading people down into the Jordan River, and people walking out with knowing that God is with them. It was business as usual. Until suddenly he's met, comes face to face with someone that he knows is different. He recognises him. This isn't hoi polloi from just the streets around town. This is the Son of God. Jesus arrives. He asks to be baptised. John says, no way, mate. Listen, it should be you dunking me rather than the other way around. As we heard, Jesus insists. They're both down there in the River Jordan. Then that voice comes from heaven as the Spirit descends on Jesus Christ. This is my Son with whom I am pleased. Or another translation, this is my son whom I love. He'd grown up and now he was here beginning his public ministry. That baptism, if you like, was a preparation for that ministry. Jesus Christ came as a servant with the blessings of his heavenly father. He came as that servant. Now, the Old Testament lesson that we heard today from Isaiah 42, 1 to 9, is sometimes called a servant song. As a matter of fact, it's the first of four servant songs in the Old Testament in Isaiah. And it's relevant today Because Jesus' public ministry is all about being a servant. Isaiah 42, 1-9, to 
sums up Jesus Christ as that servant. So, what is a servant? When I hear that servant, the first thing that comes into my mind was um, Denise, my wife, calling out rather loudly, I'm not your servant. Fortunately, most of the time it was directed at the children rather than at me. But uh, I did her once or twice. What did she really mean? She was saying, I'm not here to clean up after you. Toys on the ground, the clothes in the corner, the uh, food left on the table, etc. A servant is someone who cleans up the mess, isn't it? Not something we hear much about today. I guess none of you would uh, describe yourselves in your job as being a servant or anything like that. The task of a servant is to put themselves out for other people while expecting very little in return. If we go back over the ages, uh, England, parts of Australia, servants were quite common. People were called servants. Um, They were there not to eat with the family, but to prepare, put the meal in front of the family, and then often go off into a corner and eat by themselves. When their family had finished eating, and when that had all been cleaned up. Their job, to do the cleaning, to do the dirty work. You know, on the farm, the servants were out there milking the cows, stooking the hay, checking the animals, getting rid of the dung, etc. While um, the farmer sometimes helped a little, but often he was there as the supervisor, the overseer, just watching what was happening. As I said, the servant was there to do the dirty work. We could even sometimes think of servanthood as being a slave. We know what happened in America and other parts of the world, but we know that there was also slavery Here in Australia, people doing something, sometimes against their will, but doing it in order to survive. But when we hear that word servant or even that term slave, a sense of injustice starts to grow within us, doesn't it? Nowadays we hear the term sex slaves, women forced against their will to uh, perform sex with men. When we hear that, we don't think whoopee. We think, how can that happen? Knowing that it is happening even here within our city. As I said, that sense of injustice grows. It's not fair, it's not right, it's cruel, it's inhuman. It's not treating people with dignity. And that sense of injustice grows because we all have a sense of fair play. 
of justice. We see it strongly in sometimes young kids, but certainly within teenagers. People want other people to be treated fairly. I've spoken about this because that's the context in which that uh, those words from uh, Isaiah 42 are written. I'm about to read to you those words. Listen to the injustice that is there in them. Here is my servant. I've made him strong. He is my chosen one. I am pleased with him. I've given my spirit. I've given him my spirit, and he will bring justice to the nations. He won't shout or yell or call out in the streets. He won't break off a bent reed or put out a dying flame. But he will make sure that justice is done. He won't quit or give up until he brings justice everywhere on earth. And people in foreign nations long for his teaching. The servant. Here is my servant. Who is that servant? God, even though there might have been somebody else in history that was first meant for this, God is talking to us now through these words about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the servant who comes along and suffers injustice so that good might be done for others. Jesus Christ came and lived in a world of injustice. Think about this. Think about the, the following. There he is, God, sitting at the right side of his Father in heaven. He's the Lord of the universe. He was there back at the creation, creating this beautiful world in all perfection, helping to make all things good, now he leaves that and comes to this world as a servant. There's an injustice about it. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't have to do it. It's below his dignity, if you like, but he still suffers the injustice of becoming man to be spat on, to be tried without evidence, to be killed. Remember even that uh, second thief uh, on Golgotha said, we deserve to die, but he didn't deserve to die. Servant, being rejected. Being rejected not only by the religious authorities of the day, etc., but even being rejected by his father. Remember those words in uh, the garden? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God, become man, suffering the injustice of being forsaken. Why? Because he was becoming evil for all mankind. 
It's what we're really talking about when we're saying he's taking the sins of the world on himself. He's suffering the injustice of becoming evil for all of mankind. Jesus Christ came as a servant to do the dirty work. He comes not with any ready-made answers or a magic wand or anything like that. But he comes with himself in order to give him of himself to ensure that justice is done. But it's justice with a twist. Can I read to you verses 2 and 3 again? He won't shout or yell or call out in the streets. He won't break off a bent reed or put out a flame, put out a dying flame. But he will make sure that justice is done. He doesn't come and do it through revolution. He doesn't come and do it through brute force. He doesn't force others into submission. But rather, what does he do? He will bring justice to the nations. He'll make sure that justice is done. He stands beside us as Lord and Saviour. He takes our humanity unto himself. And in that, as God, pays for that guilt. He's there ready to do the dirty work so that we don't have to go through it ourselves. He says, evil has been paid for. The law says, a life for a life, a tooth for a tooth. The law says, the dirty work has to be done. And humans had to pay that. But there he is, as that perfect God, going and doing that for us, becoming that servant. He takes off those beautiful robes that God wears and instead puts on his old, dirty work clothes, goes about doing it all himself. That's what his death is all about, him being that servant. And through it, this is the beautiful part of it, he comes and he makes us whole. Through it, he gives us a peace of mind so that when we feel that we have not done right, we have that forgiveness of God. And that when we are feeling that we are being treated unjustly by others, we can then go and turn the other cheek. We don't need that revenge. But even more than that, because he has done the work, dirty work, it means that we are able to go and speak out against injustice and to act to bring justice for others. As people who have become God's children, 
Listen to verses 5 to 7. I'm the Lord God. I created the heavens like an open tent above. I made the earth and everything that grows in it. I am the source of life for all who live on this earth. So listen to what I say. I choose you to bring justice and I am here at your side. I selected you and sent you to bring light and my promise of hope to the nations. You will give sight to the blind. You will set prisoners free from the dark dungeons. My name is the Lord. I won't let idols or humans share my glory and praise. Through Jesus Christ, him becoming that servant, him coming and doing that dirty work, we're placed in that position where not only are we God's children, not only have we been forgiven and redeemed, but we are able to go out and show that same servanthood as Christ Jesus did. Peace be with you all as you do that. Amen.